and welcome to IRI Growth Insights, featuring IRI thought leaders, industry partners, and guests. For more than 40 years, IRI has been known for its invaluable data, but these podcasts delve into the insights the data reveal to fuel market disruption and market growth for those in the CPG, retail, healthcare, and media markets. I'm your host, Joan Driggs, coming to you from my home in the greater Chicago area. In this special episode of IRI Growth Insights, we're discussing COVID-19 and its impact on the CPG and retail industries. For daily updates on consumer reaction, real-time data on product categories, as well as insights and implications to the CPG retail industry, I encourage you to visit IRIWorldwide.com to see the IRI COVID-19 dashboard powered by IRI Liquid Data. At the same location, you'll find a number of COVID-19 reports that provide valuable information across countries, categories, and channels. Welcome to another episode of IRI's Growth Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Joan Driggs, and today I welcome back my colleague, Sally Lyons-Wyatt, IRI's Executive Vice President and Practice Leader. Sally, now I think is a good time to confess that I think of you as Total Store Sally, because as a bona fide thought leader here at IRI, I really admire your ability to think of the big picture, whether you're honing in on snacks, confections, or as with our topic today, Center Store. Today, Sally and I welcome our special guest, Thea Borian, Senior Solutions Consultant and a registered dietitian with Label Insight, a key IRI partner that helps us deliver comprehensive insights about the health and wellness properties of products, among many other product attributes, to drive Center Store growth. Thea started her career as a dietitian, and she's passionate about helping people live their healthiest lives but she found that working in a hospital allowed her to support only a few people a week. She went back to business school, hoping that working in the CPG industry would give her an opportunity to support the masses. And here you are doing just that. Welcome Sally and Thea. Last week, the two of you hosted a webinar charting the course for continued center store growth. And for listeners, that webinar is available at iriworldwide.com and you can download it at any time. Highly recommend it. Um, But one of the remarkable insights that came out of that webinar is that throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Center Store has experienced the largest sales gains of any department throughout the store. That would include dairy, produce, even meat. So where a good year we would normally see maybe 3% sales gains, Center Store has already seen growth of 22% this year. But where there's been like a lot of news around people stocking up on boxed macaroni and cheese and canned soup. There's another healthier story playing out in Center Store. Um, so Sally, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, Joan, and thanks for the great introduction. That was fun. Um, and, you know, everybody's heard about the major stock up you referred to. And I've, all, I've heard it also called cocoon shopping. Unprecedented increases on iconic brands across the Center Store as well as the rest of store. In fact, many of those iconic brands acquired new consumers. But if they find ways to keep them, it'll result in millions of dollars of revenue per year. But we also saw consumers increasing on fresh categories like meat and produce, so that consumers could strive for kind of balanced meals, along with all that you shared on box um, macaroni and cheese and other items. 
But there's a trend that's been around now for about five years. They got accelerated and it's evolved. And that's what I call holistic health and well-being. Some people call it self-care, but I actually feel it's much broader than that. So I call it holistic health and well-being. Um, And these are all the steps that consumers take to stay healthy and mentally fit. It includes going to the doctor, exercising, sleep, meditation, and a big portion is tied to food and beverage, the diet, right? So um, what's interesting about it is it isn't new. It started in fresh categories and, you know, I've talked about this with Jonna Parker, that how certain fruits and vegetables actually help manage and prevent disease states. But and we started to see um, at the beginning of this where you would tout around heart or brain health. And then we've seen center store foods provide and tout functional benefits as well over the last few years, like protein, fiber, and even digestion. But here's what I found with um, the research we just completed. In COVID-19, it really accelerated some of these benefits, but it also put a new focus on others. Um, Center store products have an amazing opportunity to capitalize on the accelerated trend and, if possible, even promote freshness and benefits of their foods that are aligning with what consumers are looking for. Because with COVID, there's new considerations and new um, trends that we're seeing. And I think what I really would be interested, Thea, to get your thoughts on why you think this is happening. With the era of COVID and the environment that is today, we're seeing a lot of people um, look to food as a way to cope with the additional stress and anxiety um, that's happening right now. There's a lot of uncertainty uh, in this current environment, whether that's just disruption of routine or job loss, financial stress, and now recession. And I think people really are looking to food as a way to um, cope and and feel better and also treat risks uh, that might be related to uh, contracting and recovery of coronavirus. So, for example, we know from CDC data that people with uh, things like high blood pressure, obesity, diabetes are the greatest risk apart from age. Um, so we're also seeing people look to food to manage those illness states. People choosing uh, frozen dinners that are vegan, perhaps, as a way to cut back on um, cholesterol or saturated fats. We're also seeing people um, look for new things, as you mentioned, that were not necessarily top of mind before, but center store foods uh, that have the benefits uh, of immune boosting, things that contain certain sources of vitamin, vitamin C and vitamin D we're now hearing is linked with respiratory illness like COVID. Um, Also things like probiotics and antioxidants we know are, are linked to immune health overall. So people might be looking uh, to get those benefits from things like yogurts and functional benefits or um, fermented foods that are in center store, perhaps like a a kimchi or a sauerkraut even. Uh, And we know that other nutrients play a role in our mental health as well. Things like magnesium and selenium have an effect on, on our mood. So some of these attributes, you know, I I have definitely seen 
maybe a yogurt or a probiotic drink that says, you know, promotes digestive health. Um, but I, I can't say that I've seen anything that really says consume this to, you know, help calm anxiety or, um, you know, I, I guess what I'm asking for, Thea, is can you give us some examples of, of different products and some of the attributes that people might be looking for? I wouldn't know, to be honest, you know, that magnesium does X or selenium, you know, I should be looking for selenium to get, you know, X benefit. So how does that kind of play out in terms of product attributes that really resonate with shoppers? Yes, I think you're exactly right. We can't expect consumers to know that, but we can see based on what they're searching on e-commerce sites that those things are being sought out in different ways. So people are searching um, at a really exponential rate during COVID for things like anxiety support, not necessarily the, the vitamins that might be linked to that. So What's really interesting that Sally and I found in researching for the webinar is that only 26 products within the Label Insight database, and which is out of over 400,000 food and beverage products, actually make an on-package call-out about being linked to anxiety support. Wow. So but that looks like a lot of opportunity right there, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think the growth of those products was... Um, really, really high for just those 26 products, uh, making that anxiety claim. And there is quite a bit of opportunity. A lot of those products were uh, things like tea, which naturally we think about as calming. But some of the interesting products as well in there were things um, like particular mushrooms that we're learning more about the properties, um, the health benefits of mushrooms, as well as things like CBD, which people are thinking about perhaps as anxiety, but isn't really a center store type of product. But perhaps CBD in a, in a granola bar could be. Excellent. So, so Sally, let's talk a little bit about some of the different opportunities for both manufacturers and retailers, because I think they both you know, have a role to play here. Well, and I do, I just want to go back a little bit because um, because of our partnership with Label Insight, we are able to then look at products and what their sales were during COVID um, that align to what you and Thea were just talking about, whether it's um, chronic illnesses like high blood pressure, obesity, and diabetes. When products were able to tout that or they had ingredients in them that could assist um, with managing or preventing diabetes products that were touting diabetes support grew nine times more than they did in all of 2019 during an eight week period that we studied. Obesity support grew 11 times. Um, even when you were talking about CBD, they actually grew eight times more in dollar sales than all in all of 2019 period, um, for that eight week period that we talked about. And it was also interesting. Um, I have a lot of friends that, you know, were listening to the news and they would hear about, hey, if you get your vitamin C and vitamin D and, you know, get antioxidants, that's really going to help you as well. It's going to help build your immunity. And we saw all the products in Center Store that were able to either tout and or have those ingredients really did extremely well with double digit growth during that eight week period. So 
part of that gets me to a little bit of your the answer to your your original question, Joan. But um, getting to that means, first of all, this isn't going away anytime soon. And the fact that I shared what I did at the beginning, that this has been going on now for over five years and that consumers have been leveraging functional benefits to help them manage and prevent disease states, it's, it's going to continue. It's going to continue for many reasons because healthcare is probably going to get more expensive, right? So, and people are struggling from a financial standpoint in our country. So they're going to have to find a way to maybe not go and spend the money to go visit the doctor, um, which means they're going to turn to food and beverage, maybe supplements, but you know, supplements are also expensive. So food and beverage is a way to go. And by knowing that retailers can go back to some of the things they did after the recession by having people like Thea available to them to talk to, to understand what kind of foods they need to eat. Center Store then needs to be able to um, really um, provide the perception of being fresh, even though that they are packaged, because you've got a situation where the service deli has to package things up now. It can't be the self-service like it used to. The salad bar, you can't necessarily get to a salad bar anytime soon. So there's this amazing opportunity for a center store to begin to message, to begin to um, communicate to consumers the benefits that their products have and or through innovation. And Thea, you and I have had this conversation around some of the things that you know retailers should be doing with manufacturers right now. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, certainly. And I think it's really important. Joan, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but innovation and messaging and communicating that benefit to the consumer. Because of course, products can always be reformulated, but that's often very expensive for brands. So really looking at different ways to communicate those benefits. Right now in the environment of COVID, people are turning to e-commerce and e-commerce is a great way to easily communicate those benefits, whether it's through product titles to help consumers find your product more easily with those particular search terms. Um, Also product page details to highlight those additional benefits. But it's not just e-commerce. It needs to be an omni-channel experience. So Thea, okay, you mentioned the the huge opportunity with e-commerce, but really that this is an omni-channel challenge. Um, A lot of shoppers are new to Center Store or they're lapsed buyers who are coming back. So you have to think that this is a fresh set of eyes and a huge opportunity. So what is kind of that omni-channel solution look like now? Is it is it bundling assortments? Is it on-shelf messaging? Um, tell me what it looks like because from what I'm seeing, people are making fewer trips to the store. They don't want to spend a lot of time in the store. So there's not like the opportunity for discovery or for really taking some time with these shoppers that there perhaps had been pre-COVID. So that's like a, an additional challenge that I'm kind of throwing at you here. But um, what do you? What does it look like? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I think e-commerce is definitely this the key piece, the kind of cornerstone to this omni-channel. Getting those 
communication tactics tactics available there. But it's not just about the communication. It's also helping consumers find products. So it could also be through filtered search on e-commerce websites, having that preset of of different filters for things like ketogenic or vegan or things that you know about your consumers in your area. Also, then marrying that to an in-store display, perhaps a little planogram section of these are things that are going to help promote um, your mental health or to help you de-stress and have a a product assortment uh, in a nice display there. Yeah, and if I could add to that, because um, Thea's right, there's there is the omnichannel approach. So from the online, Thea's articulated that extremely well, and the and the opportunities there. Then when you think about in store, I think if the broader retail or um, industry can just go walk a few natural stores and kind of pick up on some of the things that they have been doing for years. Some traditional retail are doing it in the store. The challenge is for the rest of retail to adopt that. And that is signage in the store that really does help communicate the benefits of the individual products. When you're at produce, what does that individual vegetable, what does that do? And in a long, a long hand, how do you cook it, right? So really providing education from a signage standpoint, being able to have um some sort of navigation through the store to assist them in finding it because what's hard about a store is you can't necessarily get the store to align against every single functional benefit. That's not possible. But what you can do is arm the consumer with the educational, whether it's your app, whether it's a sheet when you walk in the store, whether it's a flyer, something like that, really helping and educating the consumer against all the different foods within the store and how they're going to assist them on their holistic health and well-being journey. It is, um, it is something that they had started to do. Some have continued, some lapsed, right, from their education. I think all retail really needs to do that. From a manufacturer perspective, they need to look at the ingredients in their products. And to this point, you can't go reformulate everything, but there may be things that you inherently are able to then inform your consumer that you're not doing today. Um, and so that's an opportunity. So really adapting center store products and messaging to the various roles and the various benefits um, will be a growth driver for the foreseeable future. The other piece of this is we talked about the new and re and kind of reacquired buyers that, that manufacturers have now in center store. Well, find out who they are and find out you can really learn more about them by um, talking to them and also looking at their past purchases. And by knowing that, you can align your messaging to what's going to really be personalized, one-to-one, what's important to them, and how does your product align to that. So zeroing in on that, that could have drive long-term customer um, lifetime value. And then the other thing I wanted to just mention is this huge ability for center store to bolster a fresher perspective. And that's through maybe innovation and maybe through messaging, because as I alluded to earlier, you don't have a lot of that ability to um, have kind of self um, self choice within a salad bar or self choice within 
um, some other areas of the store that used to be service related, those are kind of gone for a little bit. So how can Central Store really capture that and capitalize on this immediate opportunity that exists? So I, I am so glad that you mentioned Total Store um, because that's what you do. That's what I look for you or look to you for. So thank you. And you really, what you said really resonated with fresh and kind of um, promoting a lot of the benefits that products in center store have. I mean, a great example would be fresh tomatoes, you know, and people may be looking to them for lycopene. Well, that same lycopene is in canned, stewed, diced tomatoes in center store, and they're great for making quick meals and stuff. So what a great opportunity, Sally, to kind of connect some of those healthy, fresh benefits and even marry them up with fresh products throughout the store. So one last thing that I kind of want to get into is that let's look forward a little bit. You know, we talked about how at the, the very outset of COVID-19, how people were flocking to things like vitamins and minerals and stuff to boost their immunity as, as protection, um, but that people are continuing, you know, either people are have elevated or are continuing to eat healthy and look for solutions um, we have more people coming in to center store looking for some of those benefits and solutions. But what do we see moving forward? Like how are how are how is this going to kind of settle out, if you will, or um, find our next normal? What are we going to be looking for in in the next in the coming months? Can either of you kind of expound on that? I think there are a lot of things that are going on during COVID that we will see carry through past COVID. Um, one of those is going to be diet trends, I believe. I think we've certainly seen an increase over the past couple of years for consumer shopping and adhering to particular diet, which is influencing the way that they shop and the products that they look for. Um, We recently surveyed consumers and found that 65% of shoppers actually adhere to a particular diet. And when we think of what's really trendy right now, that's certainly ketogenic is really something that comes to my mind and um, Label Insight data supports that it's actually one of the top searched attributes across all aisles. Um, Yet very few products are making a call out to consumers about being suitable for a ketogenic diet or ketogenic friendly for those people that want to um, adhere to that diet or, or perhaps give it a try because they're coming out of quarantine and maybe there was quarantine 15 and uh, people are looking to try new products for uh, weight loss, but also to feel better. Diet is one. And I think it's part of this broader journey that consumers are going to continue to be on. I just, I truly believe that this holistic wealth and well-being is you had a lot of consumers adopting those types of practices before I think that that is something that more and more consumers are going to be much more tuned in because no one really, everyone's trying to stay healthy. And so that diet, well-being, so mental fitness, as well as just your physical fitness, um, I think that whole strategy, if you will, from a consumer perspective, is something that retailers and manufacturers alike need to assist they need to be that, that assistant to the consumer in helping them achieve their longer-term goals. Yep, there's definitely a role um, for retailers and manufacturers to support consumers. And 
you know, we kind of saw a lot of that coming out of the last recession. There was a, a huge rise in retail dietitians in store, um, you know, where manufacturers and retailers, you know, were both supporting that role to help consumers make better choices because more people were insured, more people were taking ownership of their, of their health and wellness. So I'm glad that we're in agreement that this is something that's going to continue and, and build over time. So I just wanted to recap with a couple of things that, um, that I heard, and that is that you know, this holistic health, this self-care, um, maybe got a, a fresh jumpstart um, or a new, a new injection of um, consumer involvement with COVID-19, but that it really won't be going away anytime soon, um, that there are a lot of opportunities to help consumers make smart choices in center store particularly by paying attention to the attributes and in a way that consumers are thinking of them, you know, not necessarily by touting selenium or lycopene, but really kind of sharing the benefit and using like the online portals um, because so many people are going online for information. If we can think how shoppers think and use that language online, either through e-commerce or just online searches um, for products that would be super helpful. And of course, learn who these shoppers are. You know, figure out who they are, who's, who's transitioning to what particular diet, and find out how to help them make more choices. Um, so with that, I want to say thank you, Thea, for joining us today. And Sally, as always, um, thank you. I know we'll have an opportunity to talk again soon, um, but I appreciate your time. Thank you, John. And as a reminder to listeners, please visit iriworldwide.com where you can download the Charting the Course for Continued Center Store Growth webinar. Thank you for listening. Please visit iriworldwide.com to view the IRI COVID-19 dashboard and insights portal, where you'll have access to daily updates, in-depth reports, as well as observations and implications for the CPG retail industry. Please become a subscriber of IRI Growth Insights and let us know what you want to learn more about. We'll serve it up in a future IRI Growth Insights episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review IRI Growth Insights. Also, visit us on the web at iriworldwide.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.